Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, the GH Report is back. You wanted it, you needed it, we're going to give it to you. Next. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Look at this. Finally, yes. back. It's only taken weeks, but we've done it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the GH Report is back in the house, the house, yeah, the house, the studio, whatever. Wherever we're dwelling right now, we are back. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us again. We know we're off for a few weeks, but we are back. We had a little uh, you know, impromptu scheduling and the Labor Day vacation, but don't worry. We're here just b- b- mainly just setting the stage for the triumphant return of James Lott Jr. for his farewell final episodes there. Yeah. Lucretia is already try, trying to choke back the emotions there. Yeah. Uh, of course, folks, we get together every single week when we are here uh, to break down all the latest happenings in Port Charles. I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And, of course, uh, Papa Bear, James Lott <laughs> Jr. You can always find him on all over social media at James Lott Jr. We're all uh, James Lott Juniors are sold. Definitely. Look at that. Uh, and as we mentioned, he'll be back here next week and the following week, which happens to be uh, the two-year anniversary of the GH Report. Yes. And uh, the, the farewell, the temporary swan song, I'm going to say that, of James Lott Jr. to the GH Report. Yeah, I feel like James is going to be like, you know, my favorite. I've been to a farewell tour for Nine Inch Nails. I've been to a farewell tour for Black Sabbath. And then I've also seen them after those. So that's true. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. We're not going to let James Lott Jr. get away that easily. I, you know, I, I know he's going to miss us. So he's going to mm-hmm. and miss all of you. So he's going to want to come back, of course. But in the meantime, folks, if you want to you know, keep up to date with us or you know what, whatever's happening, you can like us on Facebook. <laughs> sure, give us a like on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give us uh, five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Give us a thumbs up while you're there. And, of course, as always, the best way to let your feelings be known on the show is to hop in the chat. Lucretia's got her computer up and running, which means that chat is up and running. So feel free to jump in and share your thoughts about General Hospital in general or this week's happenings in particular. So, uh, Lucretia, <laughs> you started off. Uh, you know, it was a little pre-show ramble there. It's like, yeah. not, all in all, not a bad week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you know, faint praise for the GH Report, <laughs> but we'll take it nonetheless. Yeah, that's the thing is I felt like this week w- was much better than it had been the couple weeks. I felt like the Ava and Griffin stuff has been good from the get-go, and that's been sort of the saving grace because there's been a lot of Manlanders, which is oh. ugh. But this week we got more Valentine and Nina, them getting back together. We actually at least saw Maxie, even though she's part of that storyline. So I feel like in Curtis and Jordan, you know, I like that too. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I will take what I can get on this. I, you know, I, I find it frustrating though with these couples as they're trying to uh, forge potential relationships. Mm-hmm. That it's uh, man, it is, they GH seems to keep hitting that well where it's like we should get together. Oh, I can't. Mm. Uh, man, it's just very frustrating that it's usually just like one person have to back out for some reason. And I'm like, can we come up with another reason why you can't be in a relationship? Mm. It's just like, ugh, ugh, I don't know, a little frustrating on that. But uh, while we were away, though, we certainly, let's just get out the, the stuff I know <laughs> we're not going to really enjoy. Why don't we just talk about the Manlander stuff, of course. Oh, just... Never my favorite topic of conversation, <laughs> but we're going to jump right into it. Right off the gate. Yeah, Man Landers and Batman and Harley Quinn are the things that Frank loves the most, guys. Please tweet him about both of these things. Save yourself the time and energy, folks. Do not watch Batman and Harley Quinn, the latest uh, DC directed video release. Oh, man, it's not good. But to hear more about that, why don't you watch our latest episode of Comic Book Exchange? Yes. For a hijack an episode. To vent my frustrations about it. A great time. If you like a, a good Frank rant, then that is that is like a 45-minute rant just yeah. about that. And I think we're going to change the format of the show <laughs> after that. That's yeah. terrible. I think it should keep that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, while we were away there, I mean, we had some uh, comings and goings. Finally, Maxie figures out what mm-hmm. the deal is with the Manlanders. It was about darn time there. So, 
Uh, now we find out the happenings this week is that, of course, this whole big public appearance is happening, and Nathan's got to do it, or else Amy's going to lose all the, the advance money that she had. And she can't because she's already spent it on her brother. What do you think the chances are? How soon before we see the mysterious Chet come on campus? Yeah, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen any casting news or anything because it's coming. You can't talk about a character that much and not show them unless their name is Serena Baldwin, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is interesting, though, because you know, usually they give like kind of like a, a better sounding name, but like Chet. Ugh. Chet. Uh, I don't know. That's not the, like the coolest character that you want to see more about. Chet. Uh, do you figure? <laughs> I figure we have to at least see him once, especially since yeah. Amy says she's doing her best to move him back to Port Charles. Do you feel like. Could you see him becoming like kind of a reoccurring character, or is he basically just going to be kind of like pop up for one episode and then just disappear? I could see it being a potential recurring character and being involved with, you know, unfortunately, if we don't get Dylan back, I could see that being a potential for Kiki. Yeah, you know, mm. as a character because she's involved at the hospital now uh, more regularly, and that being a patient or something. That's true. She's yeah. going to go through that uh, accelerated medical school program. <laughs> yes. And, and to me, it's just that he would ideally be in their age group, I think. Yeah. That's true. So by the time he actually does make it, she's probably, it's so accelerated. I'm sure Kiki will have already made it through just at the right time yep. that that chat shows up. Ugh. I, and I, well, I guess, you know, that could be a way to get uh, Epiphany involved some more. We haven't seen her in the longest time. So if she got involved in some kind of rehab or anything for this yeah, person as well. She did Sonny's rehab, so it would make sense. For <laughs> the jump over to Sonny for one second, for as much as he had, he was like, Oh, Epiphany's got to do some rehab with me. And he's like, Yep, I kind of pushed it off for a few weeks, but I'm going to do it. He's already at the boxing ring, just punching away at a speed <laughs> no. bag. So, uh, is there really a need for rehab at this point? No. It seems like he really skated by that. Yeah, and, you know, I guess it's just like, Oh, screw it. We got to have Sonny talk to Griffin in the boxing gym about his lady problems. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so to tie up there with the, the Manlander stuff, of course, you know, Amy says, hey, you know, I'm going to dedicate the, my next book to you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't, don't mean to be mean. Don't do it, please. Uh, but, and of course, they make the big declaration that's like, hey, who, nobody's going to talk. Cause it's just me, Maxie, and Nina that really know the truth. That's not going to last. Of course, somebody's going to say something about it. And then... When that happens, I'm going to feel very much like I feel about the nurse's ball in Port Charles, where who the <laughs> hell outside, like, nobody would care about this event. No. Nobody would watch this. And yet everybody's going to be focused on this policeman that pretended he, he was the, the face of a, a gossip or a advice columnist. And, that, and everybody's going to be really caring about that for way, you know, it's going to be much more important than it really would be. Like, who would care? Yeah, I wouldn't care. I mean... I'd probably slip in my number if he looked like Nathan, but yeah, it's like, oh, he's an advice columnist. You gonna know, bug him for that? No, it's oh. like, oh, he's just, he's just a pretty face, you know. Man, I feel like in terms of just the media, another tangent. I'm jumping over another tangent too, since we were gone. But while uh, in, <laughs> in terms of media uh, and reporters and stuff like that, yeah. for when they're wrapping up the the, uh, the trial with Julian, and we had <laughs> Ava and <laughs> Griffin in the courtroom, and that reporter just barges in, like, what? Yeah, I loved that scene though because it was so ridiculous, and Griffin was. You knew in that moment he was a little turned on by Ava just being like, no, screw you, fighting back. And I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, oh, man. it's like, Why do they always make the media just like, they're so terrible. Like the, the court reporters are just like, I got to be a vulture. I got to get in there. I got to get him right in on this lady's face. Show us, show us her face. Show us her face. <laughs> who, oh, who talks like that? Come on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, to follow up with the, uh, the man Lander stuff, of course, now that we have Maxie in the mix, she heads over to Crimson because she's trying to get her job back. And Nina makes it really difficult. Of course, Nina's all about, like, I've been betrayed, I've been hurt, mm. whatever. So if, if she's trying to equate it to, like, what happened with Valentine, like, and just drag it out forever, like, oh, boy. But the one thing, because I don't know if you thought that was interesting, because once she left and she was Portland, like, Nathan and Nina had a conversation, and Nina said, all right, yeah, I'll give her her job back. So she was willing to do that to, and said that to Nathan. So I don't know why she's putting up such a stone wall to Maxie right now. Well, and I think that's the thing is Nina had already given her the olive branch and Maxie didn't take it. So I think that maybe after that, she's just like, well, I mean, do you really want this? What are you doing? I mean, a little hurt. 
there as well because it's like she offered you so you would be here with her brother but you've been gone for months so i think it's a little bit of nina being a perfect protective sister and being protective of herself because she didn't trust maxie after that yeah i mean uh, i guess but uh, now the task is that uh, if maxie wants her job back she's got to find something that crimson needs i don't even know what do you think i, I mean which i assume is going to be well can't be the Manlander stuff because they both know who Nathan is, so they're not going to do that. What do you think that she she could find that Crimson could possibly need? I don't know. I mean, it could be something as silly as like, a, oh, save the day of some photo shoot. I'm guessing. Like, I, I hope there's nothing really more to that because even though I like Crimson storylines, we just got Maxie back. I don't think that's the best use of her. Yeah. Well, it's also going to be weird, too, if, if Dylan's going to be off this canvas. Yeah. Now. He was a nice part to have in the mix with that. Yeah, and that's the thing is I, there's been a big push in thank you guys for doing such positive, you know, reinforcement that, you know, there's soap opera magazines hinting that, you know, they may overturn the decision and keep him around. Because, too, if Dylan and Maxie are working at Crimson, that's really interesting. And, you know, I'd like to see more of that. But, yeah, what would Maxie be, you know, fine that had to do with this story. Oh. Yeah, and you finally just get her, him and Kiki together. Yeah. So, like, let's actually just see what that relationship could be because it's, they've both been in, like, terrible re- relationship kind of circles or romantic situations for the longest time and now you finally get them together and you're just like, okay, yeah. we don't need you anymore, Dylan. Like, no, that, now let's actually see what happens. It's uh, just frustrating. So, speaking of Dylan and the Crimson storylines, one of the big focuses this week was good old Morocco. <laughs> God. Yes, we all had it over there, and there was a missing necklace, uh, <laughs> which I, I did like the one, the really cool like shot they had that just kind of tilted up of the, uh, the the landscape of Morocco to lead you in. Like, all right, yeah, somebody went to like the, the stock footage of Morocco and found a really cool like travel video shot of all the little area of their Morocco that they used. But what did you think about their Moroccan adventure? I, I guess I didn't really understand why the other characters were involved other than Valentina Nina. Because that was the thing, is Valentina Nina sort of had a story there. But the Nell Michael thing didn't really advance anything because Bobby's, like, revelation wound up not happening because that was me. I was like, what, are they going to have Nell kill Dylan? Like, (laughs) And and that was the thing, is it seemed like they were just chemistry testing Nell and Dylan. And that's all I really saw. And I'm like, what was the whole point of this? Yeah. Yeah, it uh that invest I mean, I don't know what the payoff is that supposed to be. Is it supposed to showcase where it kind of dovetails into Anna's investigation yeah. where it shows that Valentina has connections over Monte Carlo, so maybe that plays into him able to get this necklace. And that was what I thought is like it the Valentine and Nina part seemed to advance their story as a couple as well as come kind of come into what Anna was investigating him having, you know, the jewels and possible, you know, connections there. So that all made sense. <laughs> Yeah. But the other, I mean, like Nell's whole thing about like being uh, arrested, like happened in the span, like between episodes, she'd been arrested and released yeah. out back, and like so you never get to see like we get to hear her tell about like oh it was terrible, like <laughs> yeah. I rather would have seen you in that, you know. But no, we don't. We get to see you just taken away and then brought back in the beginning in the course of you know, between two episodes. Yeah, and it was like, what was the point of that? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and Michael just kind of, like, you know, coming in and out as he's got to go and check out, like, other meetings and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. That, uh, that, was, that was kind of a, a bust of a storyline. I was expecting bigger things out of that storyline than what we got. Yeah, and that was the thing is, oh, they go to Morocco, and the, as we say, Valentine and Nina and the advancement with Anna's storyline and their coupling – make sense but yeah the dylan nell michael thing didn't even make sense like why were they even there <laughs> like and for as much as like <clears throat> nina said we've got to drop everything we've got to get there because we yeah. got to save the shoot they were real quick to say like all right cut our losses it. and we're back <laughs> yeah like if it was that important you think you'd even if you felt uncomfortable there's a lot of you know like a lot of eyes on you now you would finish up the whole time the whole reason you came over here was to get this photo shoot done yeah, and that's why it seemed like they changed their mind last minute there or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, of course, Dylan is taking pictures of Nell with the necklace on and stuff. I don't know if that gets, like, the idea, like, oh, yeah, Nell should be a model now. Yeah, and that doesn't really make sense either. Now, I could see, I mean, that she does work at Crimson, but but why? I mean, her job was fine. Her being Nina's assistant, I mean, why make her a model? Yeah, I could. the only reason I could surmise is that it gets her more uh, public attention 
And if there are people from her past that she really doesn't want oh, to yeah. know about her, all of a sudden, if you're being splashed all over the place, people are like, whoa, hold on, this is, you know, Janelle from back in the day. I've got a beef to pick with her. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing is, like, they may be using this to bring back whoever that family is of her fiancé or... <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Or they married, yeah. He, yeah. So, I guess we can just jump over right here to oh. the, the Bobby and Carly stuff. And the potential black widowness of Nell, which we <laughs> like that we ended the week there with like the creepy shot of them in bed and like yeah. Nell like looking over at Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and two, it's just like y'all y'all set that up kind of in the beginning about Nell. Then you took it away. Now are you coming back around to it? I guess I don't really understand why. <laughs> yeah, it's like you 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 dug such a deep hole for her, and then yeah. you, you basically you've almost climbed out, and then you say, you know, what? we should fall back in this hole again. Why oh. not? It, it was great. Let's just let's just fall back down. Uh, yeah, I don't know where they're going to be going with the storyline, but it does seem like the idea like she doesn't want people from her past to find her. But what I at least I you know it is refreshing to see Carly. At least, like, kind of learn the error of her ways and, and knowing that I shouldn't meddle with Michael's life because every time I've done yeah. it, it's always gone terribly wrong. Yeah, I actually really liked Carly this week. Almost every time she was in a scene, she was a little bit more clear headed and like that, you know, telling her mom to kind of butt out that Michael's, you know, because she goes, I can't, you know, do that with Nell or I don't want to push Michael away. I don't want to lose one son. It's like these are completely rational thoughts. I don't know what happened. She woke up on the right side of the bed. I, yeah. I like it. And it's yeah. interesting that Bobby just won't let it go. Like, yeah. I, I don't know I, why. I don't get her issue with Nell. Like, all, all of what her issue was, for the most part, with Nell was sort of proven to be not the case. And while Nell was after Carly, it wasn't. She slept with. She didn't do a lot of those things that Bobby thought she did either. I mean, yeah, she's just never given up. And I don't know if it's the differences between like Bobby and Carly is that Bobby had it done to her. Yeah, and Carly is the one that did it. So even though, so she could more sympathize, even though she didn't like it, why Nell made those moves that she did. But Bobby, being the one that had that done to her by Carly, I guess is always just like, she's going to just jump to the extreme and say, you can't let this person in your life at all. And Nell doesn't even hold a candle for the crap that Carly pulled. And that's the thing is like, I don't really, I think Bobby's waiting for that shoe to drop, but Nell's not as angry as Carly was. No. Yeah. And and now not at all. Like yeah. she keeps she's like, like, oh yeah, you know, I I feel really bad because that's not what was true. But you know, I had thought that my entire childhood, and even Carly has sort of like understood that now. I mean, they've come to a better place. So yeah. at least in the history, Michael uh, has never had really long lasting relationships. Yeah, for whatever reason, other people are killed, which has happened a couple times. Yeah, uh, or they just kind of break up. Uh, and you know they date. You know somebody dates a brother. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think the odds are? How long, how much longer do you think Nell and Michael can last? It, it will be really sad if they have Michael break up uh, with another girl, and it be like a really bad ending. Like they seem to be going here with Nell, and that's the thing is, poor Michael. This kid is screwed up. I'm hoping that this one lasts, but I just see them going a different direction now. Yeah, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's like he's been through so much. It's like, let's let's give him a relationship that can kind of go the distance for a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to see, because I feel like any kind of breakup would only be temporary. Because Michael will do that. He will yeah. flare up and react really strongly. But then he always, like, once he cools off, he starts kind of like, you know, all right, let me, I'm sorry, let's try to find a way that we can actually make this thing work. He did that with. I mean, it's like yeah. Sonny killed his his, his his biological father, yeah. and they're thick as thieves oh, again. Oh yeah. Now. So I feel Michael's like, a forgiving guy, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I mean, other than like Nell, like try to actually kill him. I don't know if there's anything that Nell could do that. That I mean, at least you know, historically, Michael couldn't see past and forgive her. Like, no. I'd be curious to see what that is going to be. And but, two, I mean, we see on GH all the time, a lot of these people have uh, tried to kill their significant others and they took them back. So, that's, you know, yeah. that might not even be it for <laughs> Speaking of that, we do get a nice little scene here between Alexis and Diane. Always great to yes. see Diane. Yeah, I love those scenes because they're so funny together. And Diane is a real friend uh, to Alexis. And it's nice to see a mature female friendship like they have. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting conversation where uh, – Diane was trying to differentiate the difference between Max and Julian. Yeah. To Alexis then, like, you know, why Max is a much better person and Julian's been nothing but trouble for Alexis. Yeah, I really liked that. Did you buy her, did you buy her rationalization there? 
A little bit, yeah. Are you still? Do you feel like Julian is as bad as everybody paints him out to be? I don't think he is, and it's unfortunate that there was that period of time of writing where they were trying to make it seem that way. But outside of that little bit where he went down that road with Alexis, Julian was at least better than Sonny. I mean, Max is obviously a great guy. I don't think there's even in comparison. But when it comes to like say Johnny Sakar or Sonny or these people that would be similar to Julian, Julian's. Not the worst. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just I feel like everything just hinges on that whole knife to the throat of Alexis. Yeah, and that's the thing is honestly that is the only thing that I would pull out and being like the worst thing Julian did. And but outside of that, yes, he's killed people in mob violence or whatever. Like you know, having Carlos you know go after Duke, but that was sort of a long time rivalry that we saw many times with Sonny and Jason. That's why it's like yes, we all love Duke. If it wasn't Duke, would we really even care? Yeah. Very true. And yeah. I feel like if you took away that knife to the throat, yeah. like, it would be a much harder argument to make that Julian's not a really great guy. Exactly. Because he left the mob because after Lucas was shot. Like, yeah. there was a real getting him out, and he did everything, you know, and he handed it over to Ava, and he only came back in to help Ava initially. Yeah. What I did like about that scene, though, between uh, Alexis and Diane <laughs> is that once Diane gets that phone call from Max and kind of walks over to the table and uh, Alexis gets a text from Sam, just takes off. Doesn't say goodbye. Doesn't yeah. say anything <laughs> Diane. Just walks off. Like, like what? So poor Diane like, comes back and says, wait, where'd she go? What happened? What's happening here? It's like, yeah. say goodbye to your friend, Alexis. <laughs> Even like a wave, like, I got to go. Nothing. Yeah. Just nope. takes right off. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of trying to leave the mob, Sonny. Is trying to be, trying to leave the mob. You know, Carly wanted it. He's trying to give it to her, and we saw the repre- uh, re- uh, repercussions of that. So, with a terrible scene, the, the Sam Jason stuff killing me. Oh, but and, and that we'll, stupid music. Oh, we'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> but we get the sequence where, of course, you know, Jason has been injured. Oh, all right, I can't. I got to talk about this because that whole setup where Jason gets shot drove me crazy. Like, oh. Sam, as a character right now, is just completely irritating me. I just get frustrated every time I see her on screen. Just because that whole scene, like, uh, she comes just barreling into a situation, just yelling, you know, really loud. It's just like, Sam, why? 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 Why is she being written like this? It's, it's driving me crazy. But so Jason gets shot, and now everybody's like, you know, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And Sonny realizes that, you know what? I can't do this because everybody's going to be in danger. There's no way I could really lead the life of retirement. I'm too entrenched. I got to stick with it. Uh, I can't argue with him. Yeah. I mean, he's been in, in this deep. It's, you know, it, it was unrealistic to think he could get out this easily. Yeah, and two, that was the thing. So what was the whole point of, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out, but I can't. Oh, you know, again, to buy time till Jason comes back. The, you know, Steve Burton, Jason. But, you know, it, it's so interesting, though, because the writers ultimately have to say on this, because they made it very easy for Julian to initially get out. <clears throat> he got out really super easy. Yeah. And there was no big whoop. Uh, Sunday though, you know nobody was trying to kill Julian the moment that he's like, you know what, I'm out of the mob. Nobody, nobody was around trying to you know, kill him to make sure he wasn't coming back. It's because nobody really likes Julian. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but like that is the thing is they're like, ah, no one really liked him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right, that's yeah. fine. You know, we'll let him go. Who, yeah. who cares? Sunny though, we gotta uh, take it off. Uh, out of everybody that was in that room, were you anticipating that that would be the one gentleman that was going to come back to take out Sunny? No. no. I, I honestly wish we'd had more of the Asian Triad story and it involved Brad. Oh, but yes. they're just, like, refusing to go back to that ever. I don't know why. Uh, so we get the sequence where Jason takes a bullet. Hot diggity dog. Uh, and I'm going to assume <laughs> that it is because uh, Billy Miller is, like, taking a vacation at the same time. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I know people on Twitter are like, why aren't they showing his face? face and I assume yeah. that it's got to be he's got on vacation. Because why sit around and do coma shots if you don't need to? Take some vacation time and relax. But, yeah, it is awkward. It just – it is awkwardly shot where it's like his face is hidden behind the monitors and stuff. So you get to see Sam holding his hand and talking. Ugh, this (laughs) – this – when they double-dipped in the same episode, it really came on strong with the Sam and Jason music. I was like, stop it. Stop it. It is so bad. Oh, my goodness. And there wasn't even that much of a gap between those scenes either. And they just came powering right in with that. So I'm like, oh, please, this song is the pits. Uh, we've got some stuff to figure out here uh, in terms of 
what the deal is. It seems more and more people keep bringing it up. Jake Doe, like, boy, you know, if uh, if we like Carly saying in the in the ch- in the chapel, she's talking like if we go back and make different choices, and we never, uh, you know, he never got his memory back, and he's still Jake Doe. Would he still be involved with this? A lot of people are bringing this all up. Uh, also, at the same time, we've got Franco kind of yeah. on uh, looking at this photograph of like his imaginary friend. And, uh, you know, then we find out at the end of the week that, of course, we pulled a young... It was great to see a young yeah. photo of uh, young Steve Burton. Yes. With the sweet hair yeah. as uh, as Jason Quartermain back then. Uh, but then pulling out even a younger photo, and it looks exactly like the the kid that his imaginary friend in Franco's picture. Yeah, and I really liked the way that this has come back around. And, it, and yes, it's similar to Tale of Two Todds, I think. But at the same time, involving Franco and going back in sort of him thinking about his childhood, because there were a lot of hints with Heather Weber and stuff that there were twins, but saying Franco was the twin. So maybe what she said was really true, and that, you know, Jake Doe was, you know, Jason's twin, and Franco's imag- who he thought was an imaginary friend. Yeah, so, yeah. all right, so what do you think? Do you think it, it is the fact that, uh, Billy Miller and Steve Burton are are, are the twins in the yes. situation, and Franco is just a, like a, a buddy that just kind of grew up alongside of them. Yeah, and that's what I think is like Jake Doe, who Billy Miller will be playing, is the twin that was fed that he was Jason, which is why he got those memories back. Sort of similar with the Todd thing is what I feel like is going to happen. And that would explain why he did look like Steve Burton at that time. But, yeah, and that, you know, maybe he had some weird family situation, which is why he was in a picture with Franco, who also had one. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's actually that's actually a different thing. Because I was not initially mm. thinking that it was going to be, but it makes sense to have Billy Miller. Because you think of the scene back at uh, when Robin was helping him yeah. initially escape. No, for all our intents, even though we never saw his face, we would have thought it was Steve Burton in those yeah. scenes, even though he couldn't talk and stuff, whatever. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense that, yeah, if Billy Miller was that character, then it's just because he happens to be Jason's twin. Mm, I yeah, because like to me, that seems like the easiest way to get around it, and too, because it is, you know, it's been done before with the Tale of Two Todds, but I really like the way that Franco and Jake are sort of involved with learning this, because Jake is sort of a big part to the Jason you know, storyline and mystery, and Franco is as well. And and if they are using an old throwaway thing from Heather Weber, that that shows that they did their research. No, and I do like I'm it. Like I hope that 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 actually happens. Yeah. At, uh, anybody in the chat, kind of uh, sharing those thoughts? Yeah. Let's see. Um, Michael B wants to know how did Jason and Franco or fake Jake uh, meet, uh, but didn't Monica and Alan raise Jason from a baby? And and that is true. Monica and Alan raised Jason, but you know, the, everybody seemed to believe the story that Heather Weber said that you know there was a twin and that was Franco and all that. So that's what I'm thinking is that was all true. It just wasn't Franco. It was this other guy. Just, yeah. yeah. So instead yeah. of being a fraternal twins or identical twins, mm-hmm. and that identical twin would, would be the one that would get turned into uh, Billy Miller. Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah, well, it seems like a a good story. And and as I say, I'm really loving Franco lately. You know, the scenes with Scotty, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yes. I mean, uh, that stuff is great. So it would be, yeah, uh, I'm I'm liking where you're going with this, Lucretia. That, uh, that that's much more elegant than I was thinking. I, I was thinking <laughs> that it was uh, so the uh, the kid that we're seeing in the photos is really Billy Miller, mm, yeah. changed through plastic surgery. Yeah, that's who I think. All right. What were you thinking? I, I was thinking that it was uh, that it was Jason, but then Billy Miller would say, but then that's yeah. too convoluted because then Billy Miller would have to be somebody that would have been altered to look like Steve Burton, who then got in an accident and then <laughs> then was turned back to yeah. look like Billy Miller. So that's way too convoluted, I think. I think yours is much more streamlined and easy. Yeah, that's why I was like, guys, and if that wasn't what y'all are thinking, just rewrite it. It seems really easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but I'm excited to, to yeah. think that uh, you know the, the, the Jason Morgan slash Quarterman that we know and love Still out there, still hasn't been found. Who knows what he's up to at this point? Uh, uh, hopefully, well, I assume they're not going to play the old trope, so he's not going to come back with amnesia. Yeah, he's going to come back. You know, he's finally made it back from whatever he's been. You know, kept him away for this entire time. Yeah, because that's what's interesting. If this is going to be our Jason, 
where was he? What was going on? I mean, you know, was he at a clinic like Anna, you know, recently? I mean, that would be our last, you know, twin situation. But but I guess the thing that's interesting about that, though, is because Helena, I mean, I guess if you, yeah, I, I mean, I, she's always seemed to be, or at least talked about him, like, as if he was Jason Morgan the whole time. Yeah. But I, so I assume that at some point that she, he got this one that looked exactly like him and then made him think that he was. It just implanted all these Jason Morgan memories into him. I, I would think that'd be more on Helena. Yeah, Helena, Helena would be um, would have done that with Jason. Yeah, boy, that's a lot of memories to implant in somebody, though. And too. Too that would go back to her curse on Sam is like to know that this guy isn't her Jason. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty dark. Yeah, that's true. And as we talked about uh, previously, it's going to be tougher for Sam to walk away from this. Uh, iteration of Jason, yeah. you know, because, you know, they've Scout, got, they've yeah. got Scout, so it's not going to be that easy. And uh, the way Sam was talking about it, yeah, I, I, that, that'd be interesting. So, and, you know, and they, we keep bringing up Elizabeth feeling regretful about everything that she did to keep uh, Jake Doe, Jason, away from his loved ones at that yeah. time, and now he could be dying, and that's time that they, they could have had with him. Which, I don't know if that argument still makes any sense. I think it's just an easy way to find guilt for yourself for a situation. Yeah, and like Franco, he's like, you know, he goes, and I know that Sonny and Carly and Sam are all doing the same thing. I I really thought that Franco was kind of the best person this week if I was doing my winner-loser. Yeah. Because the way that he was there for Liz and for Scotty and for for Jake and sort of, you know, helping Jake be there for Monica because, you know. She'd rather not see him, but him helping out with <laughs> with this project. Oh, that works. And that was the thing is Franco was like the good guy this week, sort of actually just being there and helping everybody and, and letting Liz, you know, say these things, but also say, yep, and they're all saying the same thing too because you all, all love Jason. And I'm like, oh, that, that that's so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it even brought Michael back from Morocco early mm. because, uh, you know, how much he cared about Jason. I liked that. Uh, I did like yeah. that, but for how little time he actually spent there, like, Ugh. Nell shows up. He's like, I got to go. Right, let's get some food and relax. That was annoying, because that's the thing, is Michael is the most important person to Jason still. And that's the thing that has been missing with the Jake Doe. And that's why I hope when Steve Burton does come back, we go back to that. Because their relationship is so sweet. I mean, yeah. Jason basically has been there for Michael his whole life, even when his parents weren't. Yeah, and he just so quick now, like just now, Nell shows up and says, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go get a, a little loving. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Grandma, can you watch him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, that was so cold. It's like, Bobby, will you stay and just let yeah. me know what's up? <laughs> oh, Bobby, mm-hmm. Bobby, 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 Bobby. Oh, man. So, uh, also a relationship uh, progression there. We were talking about Curtis and Jordan. Uh, well, even before we get to Curtis and Jordan, we'll jump back to the whole reason that we had Curtis in Finn's hotel room to begin with was that we got the whole big quest for Hayden. Got to find Hayden, got to find Hayden. And it was nice to see uh, Michael Easton and Finola Hughes back together. Got to yes. even working in a scene, even if, you know, we can't get John McBain. Mm-hmm. At least we got them together in a scene, which was nice. Yeah, and I like them sort of working together and going to see Raymond Berlin because I actually think that Raymond Berlin is interesting. I really hate that Hayden is gone and we don't get to see him because... He, he actually was trying to be helpful with as much as he could for Finn, you know, to help with Hayden, but, like, the diamond. And so that's why I kind of wonder if he won't come back, you know, even though that was sort of, he didn't have any information then, because he seems like a really interesting character. Uh, yeah, it's, know. uh, yeah, it, it isn't, because he is interesting, yeah. but then he also, like, doesn't really know, He at no. least he, he pretends at least not to know much. No, yeah. So it's like, everybody goes to visit him, and he never really has any solutions to offer them. <laughs> no. Hayden goes and says, like, I don't know, Hayden, is what you, you know, we gotta do is this, and then they come and like, I don't know, mm. I, you know, I, I wouldn't get involved in those kind of operations. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, Raymond. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. we came over here twice to see you. Fantastic. Oh, but yeah, it's just cool to see them in scenes. And like, as we say with, um, you know, Curtis and Finn, and I love how Curtis was wa- watching Roxy and stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So we, of course, we get that Curtis, kind of, you know, we, we were wondering what was going to happen when Curtis found Hayden. And yeah. this is the worst possible solution to that, where he basically is just like one step behind her, but kind of finds her like farewell kind of to yeah. Finn. Cutting ties, going to ditch the Hayden, uh, you know, the Hayden Barnes identity and reinvent herself yet again. So she's left a note very nicely 
uh, for Finn. And we cut away for the last scene, at least for right now, that we see Rebecca Herbst. Uh, or not Rebecca Herbst. Um, sorry. <laughs> that's Budding. That's, but you're <laughs> Rebecca Budding. Uh, uh, writing this note to Finn. And we actually got her back. I was surprised that we actually got her back to write this. Uh, to, it's you from the scene. Uh, yeah, I was glad that they had that because that was a good way to set up a potential return and certainly at least with the baby. Uh, so maybe this isn't the last because, as we say, I mean, Hayden was a great character. And her story isn't over. So it was nice to see her and it be not so final, really. But you knew yeah. when she was writing that letter and she writes about the baby. Yeah, you knew it was a lie. You knew it. You knew it. You knew it. There's like no way. You, I mean, certainly the way you kicked her off, you know, it was not the most elegant solution. But there was no way you were going to double down on that and all of a sudden have the baby be lost, too. Because I feel like you, yeah. you want to be able to have say that. But I know the writers want to have that wiggle room that if they ever bring that back... Then you know, boom, you know I've got a baby yep. here too. Look at that. So, of course, she finishes writing the letter, and then she stands up and sees she's still pregnant. Yeah. So there you go. Our Hayden Barnes to whoever she is now is now off gallivanting around the world. I still don't buy this whole like her writing this letter and the rationale that she took off from Finn. Still doesn't even make sense. It yeah. doesn't. It, it's like oh, I just you know I, you know, I didn't trust you. Okay, why, why? So why are you leaving then? I don't yeah. understand. So I uh, reasons I will not understand, and it's going to be really interesting to see. Fingers crossed that they can actually get her back. They actually realize they yeah. made a mistake and bring her back on the show to see how that introduction is made again. I, I'm sure by that point Finn is going to be in some other kind of relationship. Though looking at the canvas right now, who could you see him getting involved with? Yeah, that's the thing is he has chemistry with a lot of people, but they're already involved because, as I say, he has got, you know, Michael Easton and Moore West had great chemistry. But I don't really see those two characters really getting involved. Or you had he has good chemistry with uh, Carly. And but. You know, never get involved with Carly because you're going to die. <laughs> yes. There's very few ways of getting out of the dating Carly or Sonny if you're not Carly or Sonny. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's uh, so I don't know like who is existing right now that he could uh, that he could be in a relationship with. Yeah. You know, it's it wouldn't. Yeah, there's just nobody right now. So, you know, maybe they bring in another character. Who knows? But for right now, I mean. It was interesting. They said like he went he went away for the weekend to rehab, just mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, just to focus up, just mm-hmm. make sure he was doing okay. But in the meantime, he turns over, uh, yeah, <laughs> Roxy's care yes. to uh, <laughs> to Curtis, <laughs> which that oh. that that whole sequence was just so corny. It was corny, but I, I didn't mind it because it was like they're funny and in it's I like scenes where Jordan is happy and more like you know less guarded as she can be a lot of times when she's in those cop scenes. And I'm like, oh, I like to see the more fun side. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's the way it happened, though. It's like there's, like, Curtis, you came in, and you tried to feed Roxy, and Roxy took off, kind of bolted up your arm and out of the cage. Uh, but you've never opened the door. As long as you know you haven't opened the door, then you know Roxy's not outside this room. But, of course, you needed a way for him to bump into Jordan. Yeah. Right there at that, just at that right moment. But I was like, oh, man, that was such a, such a corny way for that to happen. Uh, but we uh, we see them make out, and then of course George's like, oh, "We can't, uh-huh. we can't." <laughs> Got to uh, they wake up in the bed the next yep. day. So, what I'm excited about about most about the storyline is that Stella's leaving. Yeah. See you, Stella. This is, yeah, that that's well. She did say she might stay now. Like, oh, don't stay. No, do not stay. This is uh, the only thing that I really liked. I like that first scene. Where she comes and drops in on Curtis when she first arrived on the mm-hmm. show, and then there's a lot of there's a, a number of really good scenes that episode with her and Curtis talking, and I'm like, all right, this is really nice. Yeah. But then as soon as Jordan came into the mix, like Stella became really unbearable for me. Yeah, and just unlikable because I see your point, but just the way that you treat your you know grand nephew's uh, mother is like, uh. yeah, yeah. So it's like. And then a couple on that, then you had to get her looped up into the whole Mac and Felicia oh, in God. the in the park. Oh man, you were just like piling on reasons of why I don't really want to watch more of this character. Which is a shame because the actress is great. But uh, please don't stick around, Stella. No, just just take off. That's great. I agree to disagree with everybody. You may not you may not like Jordan, <laughs> but you got to love Curtis and you got to love TJ. So for the sake of it, just you got to shut your mouth and just you know support it. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Nope. <laughs> We're digging up now. That was it. <laughs> like Bye, that, everybody. <laughs>
we did see like Valerie a lot lately. Um, and a lot, I feel like this is our fault about the Valerie and Christina thing because we're the ones that pointed out at the nurses' ball. It's like, oh, they got some chemistry. I thought they were going to kiss. And I think they, they were like, oh, well, yeah. we're going to actually make them kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we get to see. Christina uh, volunteering to help out by watching Scout so Sam can have some time at the hospital alone with Jason. So while uh, they're out there, we get uh, you know we get our old uh, our old flame, the doc uh, or the the teacher shows up, and uh, then of course Valerie shows up uh, as well. So like and I like that Valerie just lapses right into girlfriend mode when (laughs) with Christina in that scene. Like I'm just going to keep the bit that I had going over from the floating rib uh, going right now. Yeah, and that's why I feel that Valerie has feelings for her on some level. And it's very obvious that Christina was more interested in Valerie than Parker in, like, the last couple of scenes. Because the way that she looked when she saw Valerie was, like, she's into her. And there was another moment where they gave her a look that I'm like, she's really into Valerie. And I I actually kind of like this. Which I, you know, if they want to do that with Valerie, you know, and kind of make her her sexuality very fluid... I'm totally fine with that. And in a way, I actually kind of like that. That seems like a more appropriate pairing. Yeah. With Christine, because I still, you know, with her and Parker, it just still seems like such a weird age gap in there. It just looks odd. Well, and that's the thing, is like, this they were hesitant to put Christina with Nathan Parsons' character, Ethan, because, you know, Lexi Ainsworth looks so young. And he was way closer in age. That's why I think it's so odd, because she really hasn't aged that much. She still looks so young. And that's why it's a little odd. If she looked older, then it wouldn't seem so weird to me. But Parker does look significantly older than her. Well, looks great for her age. It just yeah. it feels a little bit predatory, just with the look. Very true. Yeah. I know, because some people even say that about Franco and Liz, and I'm like, they're close to the same age. Yeah, because Becky Herbst, man, she... She looks so young, yeah. Yes, she looks fantastic. So, uh, yeah, because we, last week we had the, the, the big, huge... Oh, I, I do like they shouted out how, like, you know, progressive the floating rib is by having, like, yes. an all-ladies' night there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I did, like, Valerie, when she realized, like, what she's been invited to, mm-hmm. she looks around like, well, there's still a lot of women here. Wait, there's only women here. Yeah. Oh, all right. But, uh, you know, as much as that, she was like, why am I here for this? You know, she really was willing to hop in and help uh, Parker feel a little jealous. Yeah, and that was the thing, is I'm like, I really liked Valerie in that scene of like, oh, okay, well, cool. Then (laughs) he goes, now I'm not going to be hit on by skeevy guys, and just like went with it. And then when she realized Christina liked her, it's like she wanted to be a good friend. And two, Valerie made up with Lulu, so yeah, I think think that this character they finally got where she belongs and and it might be a really good storyline for her that would be i mean if they wanted to pursue her maybe kind of you know opening up like and thinking about her own sexual identity that that would be cool i i'd be completely down for that i wonder if but with valerie i feel like other than like bringing her around to kind of drive a wedge between lulu and dante at the beginning since then it's always floundered like what we're going to do with this character so it doesn't i don't know yeah, and that's the thing is I think they were keeping her on just to because she was a Spencer and a cop, which could be used. But at the same time, they just didn't seem to know what to do with her until now. If that's what they're going with, and and to me, that's a that's a good story. Yeah, it, it is interesting for yeah. as much as Bobby was just like very like protective of Valerie. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a Bobby Valerie scene? Exactly. We've had a lot of Bobby with no scenes with Valerie. Yeah. You would think, like, this is somebody you'd look out for. This is your, you know, this is your older sister's, you know, little girl. Like, you'd think that they'd be really close. But, and as much as, like, Bobby will name check that occasionally, we've Mm -hmm. never actually seen a a scene of them. And, like, let's get Bobby mixed in with Valerie and do some more scenes. Like, that's pretty much like a mother figure now to Valerie if they wanted to play it that way. Yeah, because that's the thing is who's Valerie going to talk to other, you know, Bobby, Lulu. I mean, but I feel like Bobby would be a better fit because her and Lulu just now made up, you yeah. know, because she may be having these feelings about Christina. What yeah. a, what an awkward uh, meeting yeah. that was in mm, <laughs> Kelly's yeah. though. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're just doing a little family gathering, a little small family affair. And they just, yeah. Valerie's face, like, oh. Well, I, <laughs> I know I'm a Spencer, but. Uh, and it's always great when you get to hear a character kind of rehash. Uh, a soap opera storyline and just like it sounds so bonkers in the retelling yeah. like if you were sitting there in Kelly's listening to these two women like talk about their past like you know and then I you know I, I try to have like, somebody you know almost like get you, get you out of town and almost burned you to death I'm like <laughs> what is going on with these two weirdos yeah it's like <laughs> oh bitches be crazy yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, so uh, we, we get a little bit of Monica this week, too, as well, which I feel like we're going to get a lot more of her as the whole who is the real Jason Quartermain slash Morgan yeah. storyline starts coming to front. But, you know, I guess we're going to run into the same thing. It's like we've really been dialing in now. Like the Jason Quartermain stuff has been pretty much kind of swept to the side, and it's really been focusing on his relationship with Carly and Sonny and, you know, to Michael to some extent. Yeah. But uh, if the real Steve Burton and he turns out to be really Jason Morgan, we're just going to be just in store for more of this. You know, that, that as much as I'm excited to have him back, I'm still kind of like, we're just going to get the kind of scenes that we're having here right now. Yeah, and that's what I hope that they change is him actually having the Quartermain memories and trying to get some of that back. Because if Jason just goes back to being Sonny's hitman, it's like all this was for nothing. And I would actually like it more if he had more of the Jason Quartermain memories because it feels like Sam and Billy Miller's version of Jason Morgan are going to be so tough, or so yeah. entwined now that it's like to have him come back with more of his memories intact so he feels like, well, I can explore other possibilities in my yeah. life because this one seems to be kind of taken away from me, at least for right now. So it'd be interesting to see him kind of, oh, like, uh, you know, that, if they yeah. had uh, Sabrina still on canvas. Yeah. That could be, that could be a relationship there. The Jason, Jason Morgan slash Quartermain, you know, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Because I do like, it would be interesting if he had more of the Quartermain memories to uh, see, like, much like Ned did, kind of give up the Ashton name and embrace the Quartermain mantle. Would uh, Jason Morgan come back and realize, like, wow, I remember the Quartermains a lot more, how much I was connected to them, see the state of the Quartermain family now, and decide, like, you know, I should maybe take back my name as well, become Jason Quartermain again. Yeah, and that would be great because, like, you know, to honor his father and his family, and that would make more sense because that was great that they did that with Ned. Yeah. yeah you know, because, like, this is, like, the best possible situation for people who love – you know, Jason Morgan being involved with Sonny and Carly, you're yeah. going to get to have that. And if you and if you want, always been kind of hoping that the Quartermain family could kind of get reestablished as a, the, the preeminent family in, in Port Charles. Now you can have Jason Morgan come back and also be Jason Quartermain. So you can have two Jasons doing two different things and still <laughs> and still please both Everybody. fan bases. Yes. Yeah, it's like, okay, and and don't break up Frizz, though, guys. I know you Leon, liaison fans want that, but it's like, I like her with Franco. I know, if, and it's so frustrating. No, that's true. It's going to happen. If that comes back, you got to feel like all of a sudden, you know, especially if he... If, if Jason Quartermain starts kind of, or Morgan Quartermain, whatever he says, that kind of shows that interest in Liz for the first time. Like mm-hmm. he's kind of pursuing her. Yeah. And then you can see just, it's just going to be scenes of Franco just, you know, because when he gets jealous, oh. Franco, jealous Franco is never a dark fun. Place. No. Yeah. Yes. And he's been doing so good. I know. That's the thing is, I'm like, Franco's such a good guy right now. Let's not take it away. And I, well, but I do like that idea that he's so connected with, uh, with Liz because if they're raising, you know, because he's basically. Mm. It, you know, stepping into like a, a fatherly type of role with Jake, yeah. so it makes sense for those three to be really interconnected. Because I could see like, you know, Billy Miller once he finds out, oh wait, I'm really not Jason Morgan. Yeah, I'm just some other. I'm a twin. Really dialing in on Sam and Scout. Yeah, and Jake, it's like, you know, I got a soft spot for you, but you know, you're not really my son. You're really this, this other Jason. Yeah, and so it makes sense then Jason and Liz, really setting up now why I can see why they're really playing up the Franco stuff because yeah. that could really be a nice triangle between the three of them. GH, look at nope. you, what you're doing. You're setting up triangles all over the place. I know. We're writing these stories That's here. right. <laughs> you guys um, want to pay us for these. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, just, we'll just hang out in the yeah. writer's room. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll just spitball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we're getting ready to wrap up this week here, uh, what, do you, what are you thinking? How soon now? Because we talked about it for a while, mm-hmm. and now we finally get to see a picture of young Steve Burton. How soon does he arrive on Canvas? Well, it says uh, September 19th. Uh, Tuesdays, there was a little motorcycle promo saying September 19th. So, uh, Oh, is he going to ride it down yeah. on a motorcycle? Uh, I'm guessing that, you know, they're really playing up the old Jason Morgan oh. on a motorcycle motif. But All right, what do you think, what hairstyle is he going to show up? Well, I guess he, he he had some more of like this usual buzz crop when he left Young and the Restless, right? Yeah. So I, I still, you know, I know people didn't, weren't a big fan of it, but I kind of enjoyed it when he was off the show for a little while and he came back and he had the long hair. Yeah. And then he ended up cutting it back down. But I, I kind of like the like him with the longer hair. Yeah, I like him like with the haircut more like Franco has. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like, let's see him. I, I hope that he's grown out his hair or something. Yeah. I, I like don't don't come back as a buzz cut, Jason Morgan. Let's no. see a little bit different here. I something, a little bit of that boy band hair he used to yeah, have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. from that photo. <laughs> if he, if he, if he, yeah. I would be a big fan if he came rocking that little deal. Yeah. I was like yes, let's do it, Steve. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, all right, September 19th. I'm excited. I yeah. got to, uh, I've been watching it on Hulu, so I didn't see that promo. Yeah. So, all right, I'm, uh, boy, I've got my, uh, my, my DVR already set. I wasn't making sure. So, September 19th. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're getting ready to wrap it up. Any last thoughts about this week? I think that was it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we got to clear the deck because, you know, there's other shows coming here at After Buzz. Plus, you know, we also have to start preparing here because, you know, James Lott Jr. is coming back. Yes. Two weeks. We've left a mess here in the studio. So we got to clean up and make sure. I mean, you know, Papa Bear's coming home. We don't want him to come back here and find out, you know, all the messy stuff that we've had going on, the parties that we've had. You know. uh, a lot of. Shh, don't tell him. Yeah, goodness gracious. So we got to clean up and get everything ready because uh, we'll, we'll have him back here next week. And then September 24th, the two year anniversary of GH Report and also James Lott Jr.'s farewell show. I think he's working. On maybe a special guest. We all oh, hope it's yeah. Donnell Turner, oh, who will yeah. be doing the whole show entirely shirtless. I think that is James Latt Jr.'s dream. Let's see if we can make it a reality. Yeah, yeah guys, tweet Donnell. <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, come to the GH Report completely shirtless, shirtless. <laughs> for the entire episode. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the GH Report. We've done it once again. We, we miss you the past couple of weeks. Thanks for sticking with us during that little brief late summer hiatus. Yeah. But we're back. We're back, and we're not going anywhere as much as, you know, you may want me to. You don't want Chris. You want Chris to stay. You may want me to go, but I'm not, I'm not going. I'm staying. Just annoy all you folks. But in the meantime, folks, you can like us on Facebook. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, like us on Facebook. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, it's a GH Mini Spotlight there on Facebook. Yeah. Give that a like. You can also uh, check out the YouTube channel. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're at there. While you're at there, give it a thumbs up if you'd be so inclined. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And folks, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And until next week, have a great time in visiting all the residents in Port Charles. And we'll see you back here next Sunday night with James Lott Jr. right here in this seat, breaking down all the happenings on the GH Report. Till then, have a great week, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 